and welcome to another episode of A Novel Evening. My name's Danny. You can find me over on Instagram as at Blotted Ink Books. And this week I am joined by uh, one of my absolute favourite accounts. Uh, she is, firstly, she's bloody gorgeous. Secondly, she's really lovely. Thirdly, she is just the queen of horror novels, psychological thrillers, um, you know, the gothic, creepy, spooky reads that I am way too pathetic to pick up. So I just live vicariously through her. Uh, she is Zuki, the book bum. Um, I'm sure if you're listening, you've probably heard of her. If you haven't, go over and check her out. Um, she just has such a cool account. Sometimes her partner hops on um, and joins her for some of her roundups. She has such eloquent uh, reviews. She shares some really obscure, uh, slightly stranger fiction. Um, she's my go-to for the books you don't see on Instagram. So let's check out her novel evening. So a huge hello to Zuki. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It doesn't feel like a Sunday, weirdly, today. I don't know why. No, I know what you mean. I had a really busy day yesterday as well, so it feels like I've cut short a day of the weekend. So I'm, I wish it was Saturday. But... Yeah, when your weekend is really busy, it literally feels like you've like lost part of it. It really does. It's sad, isn't it? Because you should be able to do things at the weekend and not feel... Yeah, well, we have the long weekend next weekend, so I'm, I'm happy with that. I want to say I can't wait, but my kids are going to be so hyped on sugar and chocolate <laughs> and stuff. It's just going to be, it's just going to be four days of like sugar high torture, isn't sugar it? Sugar rush, yeah. It's going to suck for sure. But I'm glad you've had a, a pretty, you had an, an early wake up though for the F1. So I did, I did. So um, yeah, a little bit tired, but uh, feeling pretty good. I did have a nap afterwards. I got up at six to eight then had a nap between <laughs> eight and ten so oh my god I love that and that's something I don't think a lot of your followers know because I only picked up recently that you are a big F1 fan mm-hmm. like yeah I would say an obsessive oh, is that fair <laughs> I, yeah I'd say that's fair it's only been the last couple of years when I got with um my boyfriend Owen I was like I've never even watched an F1 race and then he was like really into it so I thought well I'll you know I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get into it and now like you say I'm just I'm all over it. I love it. <laughs> That's crazy. And I assume that this was maybe something from like a childhood thing where your family had grown up with it, but it is just the last couple of years. Yeah, very recent. Oh, and obviously alongside F1, you're obviously a big book fan. Mm-hmm. And I know you predominantly for, I'd say, kind of horror, horror thrillers, darker kind of genres. Yeah. Has that always been your kind of bag? Yes, it has. Um, so my mum, well, most of my family are into horror. So my mum's big into horror m- movies. She's read a lot of books, but she doesn't read so much anymore. But uh, she's big into horror movies, introduced me into uh, to a lot of like darker psychological horror when I was quite young. I remember, I don't know if you've seen the film Old Boy, the Korean film. Oh my God, um, I have seen it so long ago. That is, <laughs> that's a really dark film. Yeah, I watched that when I was about 11. <laughs> With your mum? With my mum. <laughs> she, do you remember when before Netflix you used to? It was like Love Film, and you'd get films delivered. It yeah, was you like used to one get of the those, DVDs, like through yeah. the post, didn't you? Did your mum know what yeah. you guys were about to watch, or did she? Just... Yes, she'd already seen it, and she made her boyfriend at the time um, and me. We all watched it, 
and yeah I just it kind of traumatized me a little bit to be honest it's one of those films that I definitely will never be able to watch again but I feel like it kind of it really did open up the door to horror for me at the same time so it's really interesting because I so I'm a big true crime enthusiast like I mm-hmm. love reading about true crime but I am terrified of horror like books films I'm a real wimp and when I see you read all these books, I'm like, why is it I can read about like the real stuff? But if you give yeah. me something that's make believe, I do. I like all the real stuff as well. But I, I have to say that does scare me more than reading the fictionalized horror. Um, I, I watch a lot of in the background while I'm working. I have a lot of like true crime YouTube channels on, and I always get really spooked during the day while I'm by myself. Like, oh, if I lock the doors. Oh my god, there's literally me dog walking and I'll have in like podcasts of like murders and I'll be walking through the woods and I won't even think about it. And then if I'm home watching like paranormal activity or something, I literally can't sleep. <laughs> it's so weird. But I'm expecting, so for your novel evening, I've got a bit of an inkling that it's going to be kind of horror themed. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put you out of your comfort zone as a host, I think. <laughs> okay, okay. And I have to ask, with Bookstagram, you're pretty well known. Um, I know a lot of people who have recommended you, who follow you, um, and I only found you quite recently, but have you always like been into books? Has this always been something that you kind of naturally gravitated to or did Bookstagram come from somewhere else? Uh, so I, I enjoyed reading a lot as a, as a child. Um, and then when I went to school, secondary school and I had to, so I'm, I'm not big into the classics. I can't, I don't really like them. So when we were being made to read Wuthering Heights and, Pride and Prejudice, I really lost that, that, that joy in reading. Um, and then it was, I left school at 18 to do an apprenticeship. I didn't go to uni, so I went to an apprenticeship and it was like a 45 minute train journey away. And that's when I, re- I started reading again at that point. Um, and then I started a blog before I started my, my Bookstagram account. Um, and I found out about Bookstagram through blogging. And then I kind of gave up on my blog and just, did bookstagram full-time I've been on it since like 2017 now it's been wow yeah I mean I didn't use it as much as I use it now back then um but it is yeah it's been a long time that I've been in the community I suppose wow and I think bookstagram has kind of I certainly didn't really know about it back then but I think it's kind of taken on a bit of a life of its own in the last Mm. probably through the pandemic as well I feel like it's grown huge yeah do you find that you've kind of found your place like your niche in bookstagram I think so um yeah I'd say so I, I feel like I've found I, st- I continuously still now find accounts that I'm like how did I not find you before that kind of thing and I feel like um who I was following when I first started compared to who I'm following now and like the communities and the people that I talk to now it's so vastly different not just because of the the people stop doing bookstagram or whatever just because <laughs> I feel like I, I talk to a lot more people who have like-minded book interests to me and I feel like I've kind of found that space now but it has taken a long time I feel like some people always ask me well you've done it for a, a while how did you sort of find your place and it's like it's only literally been in the last year and a half that I feel like I have found that space where I feel comfortable now so I love that. And I love the fact as well, you are not one to buy into like the bookstagram hypes. Like your (laughs) account always has the most like obscure, weird books. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I always look at yours and I'm like, oh, that sounds genuinely really weird. I'm going to get that. You're like my go-to for like odd, (laughs) creepy, bizarre books. 
do you find it hard to not get into the hype and into the books that kind of everybody is into or do you find it really easy to just step out of that it it really depends so I don't really read thrillers so much anymore but I still find that pull sometimes when I see a thriller that's hugely you know popular I know that I don't really get on with thrillers anymore but last year for example I read The Last Thing to Burn because it was just everywhere by Will Dean yes. that one. Yeah. and I was like oh I'm gonna love it because everyone loves it and then I didn't like it because I just don't think I'm into that sort of that style of book anymore but I fell into the hype whereas you know all the Colleen Hoover and all that sort of stuff I just know that's not my bag so I'm I'm able to just turn a blind eye to it kind of thing nor that hype okay mm-hmm. so for your evening I'm I'm definitely expecting this to go a little weird I'm expecting <laughs> it to go a little strange and I'm here for it I could yeah. be completely wrong but I've got a feeling it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one yeah, so probably. I uh, the one thing I'm not sure of is where are we gonna go for your evening <laughs> okay <laughs> so um we are gonna go we're gonna get spooky and um, we're visiting Hill House from the haunting of Hill House. I was literally <laughs> going to say, is it going to be like Hill House or something, which is my idea of hell? Um, yes. <laughs> and yes, it is. <laughs> it is. So I think Hill House would be a lot of fun because I'm, I'm not necessarily a believer in ghosts currently, but I definitely, I'm open to the idea. I've never experienced anything, but I'm open to it. That's my kind of feel about haunted houses and ghosts and stuff like that so I feel like it could be a a fun evening being in this house seeing if anything happens it's obviously going to be a very late night rendezvous in this house we're not going at like we're not having having a lunch in Hill House we're having a midnight picnic (laughs) at Hill House (laughs) see I am very much a believer and I've had some weird stuff happen and I'm very much of the like I'm just not going to go to these places mm-hmm. vibe, but I'll do it for you. I'll go and have this midnight picnic at Hill House. I've actually just recently bought the book to read. I've not read any oh, really? Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked it up to read. I certainly won't be watching the program. <laughs> That's fair enough. Because that would really freak me out. But okay. Is it, when you picture Hill House in your head, is mm-hmm. it really this archetypal creepy house? Is that the vibe? Yeah, so I'm kind of imagining gothic-y house vibes in the book without spoiling anything. This is like super early on in the book when the main character gets to the house. She just says it's like the ugliest thing she's ever seen and it just fills her with dread looking at it. And so I I kind of picture it as this rundowny, yeah, gothic type of architecture, big, ugly, I don't know, a kind of brown coloured, that kind of thing. Um, and the inside is is like a it's kind of like a maze the way the the book goes on it kind of people get lost trying to find their way through the house and stuff so good luck finding the the kitchen to bring us all our drinks for our oh god cooking. it's gonna be me off <laughs> on my own to try and go and get your beverages yeah. all the doors slap you fly away through <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Right, so we are hanging out in Hill House. Uh, I'm pretty scared already. Who is turning up first? Who am I letting in through the door? Okay, so um, for this, just as a whole, I really wanted to focus on characters because I'm one of these people that characters doesn't stick in my head. 
I'm more of a plot driven person than a character driven person okay. when it comes to books. So I thought I'd challenge myself and bring characters because I would love to bring Shirley Jackson into her own creation. That would be incredible. But I thought, no, let's let's make this tricky for myself. Okay, <laughs> I don't I know like why I did that. Um, so the first is a couple I'm bringing in. Um, it's Roman and Minnie Castavet from uh, Rosemary's Baby, my other favourite book. Okay, so um, these two are, <laughs> I mean, this is this is kind of spoilers for Rosie's Baby, but it's so old now, I feel like if you don't know, I mean, you go, you're bound to know at some point. Anyway, um, they're like the, the devil worshippers of the book. Um, and I just, I feel like they're the life of the party. They're always the life of the party. That's the thing. They throw these big, incredible parties for all their devil worshipping friends the like cult friends that they're in so I feel like they'd bring quite a lot of life to the party but we just maybe have to keep an eye on them that they're not doing seances and lighting black candles all over the house because I don't think that and Hill House would vibe particularly well together but I feel like they'd be fun at the same time but a bit scary I always think it's usually the devil worshippers that seem to have the most fun because I think Uh they care less yeah exactly (laughs) they're looking for a good time so yeah and I do think you know we don't want any entities being brought out necessarily at the party no but they might go off the pair of them and discover some stuff maybe they can do that in their own time I haven't read Rosemary's Baby uh, nor have I watched the film because (laughs) the idea of it terrifies me Mm -hmm. Um, as you said I don't think it's a spoiler as far as I'm aware it's about a girl being impregnated with the devil isn't it the antichrist yeah yeah Um, so yeah we're going to invite the the devil worshippers I'm down (laughs) They'd be cool. interesting to talk to, yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. that's fine. Just don't leave me on my own with them. No, of course, will not. <laughs> okay, so we've got the we've got this couple have arrived. We're getting them their cocktails. Who is coming next? So the next uh, person we have coming is Rhiannon from Sweet Pea. Um, are absolutely brilliant, sarcastic, terrible but fantastic Rhiannon. She is the worst human being. Oh 100%. She's so bad but she is so some of the things that she does in the first book and the lists the murder lists that she has some of those people were on my murder list too like I just feel like we'd really get on with each other she'd be a good laugh but just yeah maybe not get on the wrong side of her. Um, no and I I think those books are seriously underrated I think they fly under the radar because they are they're awful in that she is terrible she is literally the opposite of a heroine in every way shape and form but Mm -hmm. she's hilarious and like you say her list there's so many times I read like yeah I think I'd kill them too actually like I think that's valid I know you know I think she'd be a good friend to have no one would mess with you no exactly I I feel like if you if you got on with her well enough she'd be a really good friend like you say um and I also just think she'd be of a laugh after a few drinks just I'm gonna befriend her to ensure she protects me from the devil worshippers good idea (laughs) I've got a plan okay and Rhiannon I think she would be she'd be outrageous at a party as well oh 100% 100% I feel like she'd get on everyone's nerves but like kind of in a funny way so uh, it would just be quite interesting to see how she would act with the rest of the, <laughs> the people. Oh my God. Okay, Rhiannon, I love that idea so much. I'm so glad somebody has brought her up because she's <laughs> an amazing character. Okay, who have we got next? So the next uh, person we have is uh, quite a mouthful, but she's called Brandy Alexander Queen Supreme. 
and she is from Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk, another one of my favourite books. Um, so she is colourful, eccentric, just absolutely wild, out there, will do anything, uh, has no, literally will just do anything. That's kind of the vibe that you could ask her to do anything at this party. She will be all over ghost hunting. She'll do the devil worshipping. She's got no qualms about anything. She's just wild and she'll be in the most extravagant outfit that you could ever imagine. I just think she would be the life of the party. I mean, I've said that about all of them now. I, this is why I've brought them all together. This I is why like they're at the party own. though, right? Yeah, I just feel like they'd all bring their own brilliance and yeah, she's just going to be great. I feel like this is going to be a really hedonistic party, Zuki. I feel like this is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's gonna get a little bit wild by the end it of it. It might do. I, I do feel like um when Brandy Alexander turns up, like maybe check her pockets just in case there's some uh less than legal stuff going on in there. But um... maybe we'll get some like NDAs signed and that kind of thing. <laughs> like what happens at yeah. the party must stay at the party. It's Definitely got those so. vibes already. So have mm-hmm. you got some more people coming? Is this quite a long list or yes I've got one more it's a group of people. Ooh. Um so this might seem now a little bit out there considering who I've brought along. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing... I'm bringing the Thursday Murder Club gang of Joyce, Elizabeth, Ibrahim and Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to know your reasoning behind this. I mean, I know, right? So it's a little bit of a weird vibe for these uh, old people to come along. But if you've read the first book and if you've read the second book, uh, you know that they get on with every single person that they meet and uh they like bring out a new side in people and they can sort of merge into any group and fit in and i just feel like including devil worshippers i just feel like joyce would be hilarious asking questions to roman and minnie about all their devil worshipping because she's so naive i just (laughs) think it would be a really cute situation but i also feel like elizabeth being like x mi5 she's a little bit mysterious and I I feel like Ron would have a great time at a party I'm not sure about Ibrahim he might feel a little bit out of his comfort zone to be honest Uh, but I feel like the rest of them would really just just go off separately and make friends with the wide variety of people that we have at the party you know what as well I think people underestimate the older generation as well they've seen some shit they've lived their lives and Mm. they might be less shocked than we are by what's going on exactly and roman and minnie are quite old as well they're an older couple so you know they might just all get along with each other maybe they'll uh, inherit them into the thursday murder club you never know (laughs) maybe maybe i wonder what rhiannon would think of them as well yeah well like this is this is the thing It, it would be a an interesting mix it might get a little bit messy, but I, I feel like it's a, a risk I'm willing to take. Maybe I'd sooner <laughs> take my chances going. with the uh, the hallways of Hill House than get too involved with this. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> with might. this party. That might be a good idea. <laughs> Is there anybody that you really do not want to turn up at your party? So I have a couple. Um, so I have Kevin from We Need to Talk About Kevin. What a downer. Absolutely <laughs> no way he is allowed to the party. I realise he's a teenager, okay? But seriously. I also feel coming. like that was the most 
like the biggest understatement you could ever use for Kevin from we need to talk about Kevin. What a downer. Because that is downer. accurate. <laughs> Absolute downer. Also, like he's just from reading the book, he's so picky. He wouldn't like any of the food that we're offering, the drinks, you know, he'd just just sit in the corner and be very strange and dangerous. So I just, he and I, Rhiannon would not get on. Oh, no. She would probably end up killing him, which actually might be a positive. I don't know. Am I am I saying that murder's okay here? Probably not. But lesser of it's two evils. a moral evil. quandary, isn't it? Because yeah. in this instance, is murder okay? <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> He's not a party goer, though, is he? Let's He's face really it. not. I mean, he probably wouldn't turn up if he was invited anyway, but I'm just making sure he doesn't turn up. He obviously cannot come. Okay, that's fair. I completely agree with that. Cool. Um, and then I also have Vila Durden from Fight Club. So we have two Chuck Palahniuk characters. One of them's allowed in, most definitely. The other one is most definitely not allowed in. Um, Ooh, why is why is Tyler not allowed? I just feel like, I mean, I feel like he would be fun, but it's a bit, the whole thing is toxic masculinity, isn't it? I feel like he'd definitely feel threatened by Brandy Alexander, the Queen Supreme, and Rhiannon, and it would get a little bit tense and uncomfortable. And I just, I'd rather have fun women at my party. <laughs> That's very fair. I think Rhiannon would probably try to kill him. Exactly. As well, exactly. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Like, he's hot in, like, a physical sense, but his mm. attitude is not. No, it's not. And it's yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just have a good time with with the girls, I think, for this party. And I do love that in fiction now, I think that the kind of the twisted female character, you know, your female serial killers or your, you know, female survivalists, they're making a really big resurgence as well, which I love. Yeah. I love it. I love the, you know, and actually female serial killers are quite rare. Um overall. Um but maybe it's because they don't get caught because we're more organised. <laughs> Definitely. Unless you're Rihanna, well, no, who not... I feel is just lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, I'm definitely not organised. I would never, ever get away with it, which is <laughs> clearly why I'm not doing it. The only reason why I'm not doing it. The only it. reason <laughs> you're not killing people is because you just get caught. Because <laughs> I know I'd get caught. No, obviously not. But I am not, I do not fit into that uh, organised stereotype. <laughs> I feel that Rhiannon, though, is just chaos. I think that's mm. what I like about her most, is she's so opportunistic and is just lucky. Yeah, 100%. She just, she doesn't really think about anything before she does it, and then she has to get herself out of the situation after she's already done it. It's always like her internal dialogue as well. Well, then she kills someone, it's literally like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, now what do I do? Which I yeah. love. I love that idea. And I do think with Tyler Durden, she would get annoyed quick. And with Kevin. Yeah, 100%. She'd snap, definitely. And I want her to have a good time. I don't want her yeah. to have have to dig herself out of this hole that she's created herself. So. And we'd get roped in. We'd have to help her. Yeah, and I don't know that burying a body on the grounds of Hill House is a good idea. So no. I think we should just avoid that situation as much as possible. I agree. Do you know I this evening is pretty much what I expected from you, but not with the, <laughs> the Thursday murder club. That took a real like shot left. Yeah, I just <laughs> love them. We can't have murders with those guys there because they would fathom it out quick. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. So uh, I feel like it's a good mix of 
I think they'd be able to keep them all each other grounded in a certain way. They'd keep each other in line a little bit, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they still have some stories to tell, which is what you need at a party. You need people yeah. who can give you some stories. I I don't know if it's gonna be my favourite evening because I'm a woman. <laughs> I mean, <that's laughs> I'm sure fun. you'd have fun. Oh yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I would just drink a lot to try and calm my nerves <laughs> the entire time. But I, I like it. And I think it's very you. I think if I was to try and match a name to a night, I'd have probably guessed you for this one. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm glad I'm on brand. <laughs> you are very on brand. And speaking of on brand, I do ask everyone when they come on, what are you reading at the moment? So what I'm reading at the moment is uh, I'm reading The Nesting by CJ Cook. I'm only... Oh, that's been on my list for ages. Yeah, I'm only 60 pages in at the moment, sort of it. I'm getting the vibe that it's going to be like a kind of psychological gothic thriller. It's based in Norway for a lot of it. So it's kind of got mm. that Nordic noir vibe to it. So I'm hoping that I like it. I haven't got huge expectations because, again, it's that thrillery, more thriller than it is horror, I feel like. So it yeah. could go one of two ways. Is it historical fiction? No, it's based in modern day. Oh. I think it's maybe got some flashbacks. I don't know I haven't read enough into it yet but there possibly could be and then I'm also well as you know I, I think I've already said this on my stories and we've talked about it I'm listening to Dave Grohl's autobiography um which I know that you weren't <laughs> hugely a fan of but um I'm not a big fan of Dave Grohl or Foo Fighters anyway um yeah. they're not kind of the the band that I would pick up I think the problem was is I think it would have been better as audio Mm-hmm. yeah I am really enjoying the audiobook it came in on, on my library app and I snapped it up straight away because I don't think I would have been able to read it as a book I don't find autobiographies that interesting when they're not being told uh, like I read Bob Mortimer's um, which I didn't think that I'd really want to read but I listened to it and it was absolutely brilliant so I had the same feeling for Dave Grohl and it's definitely listening to him tell his stories and you can hear the emotions as he's telling his stories and situations that have happened to him and there's like snippets of music throughout oh. and sound effects so it's kind of it's it's like a whole production rather than just a retelling of his own book kind of thing so oh I really like that see when I was I don't know when I was reading it it just felt a bit flat it just felt a bit like there's nothing here that I wouldn't learn from an interview or google do you know what I mean whereas I think if you're hearing him explain it and you're hearing him actually describe those events mm-hmm. I yeah I think an audio would have been a lot better to be fair yeah, I, I am really I am really enjoying it as an audio so amazing and do you know what you want to kind of read upcoming do you kind of know um I'm sat in my room with all my books currently and I'm having a look and I couldn't tell you I'm so I used to TBR every month and it'd be great and now I'm a full mood reader and I just couldn't even tell you what I'm thinking about picking up there's too many I've got like 400 books I don't know why I'm trying to look now when you did that the other day you put up about that and I felt really bad that mine was like 200 plus and then you put that up and I felt so validated (laughs) and like I'm very acceptable now oh of course of course (laughs) I mean I I don't even know when this got so out of control I'm blaming Covid I think sitting at home not being able to do anything so I just order books constantly and Owen is um a big enabler he, he will anytime I say oh I'm thinking about maybe I should buy this book but I probably shouldn't he's like do it do it or if we're out 
in a bookshop. We went out bookshopping the other day and I had uh, two books in my hand and I was thinking, should I pick up this third book? I'm not sure. And he's like, I think you should go for four. So like, he's he doesn't help with my problem of buying books. I think he's like the dream bookstagram partner though, isn't he? <laughs> is that not the dream right there? I mean, it is because he doesn't ever make me feel bad for buying books. Um, but at the same time, I need someone to like rein me in occasionally. So it would be good sometimes if he's like, well, maybe read five and then you can buy a book. But I would be happy with that kind of situation. I can't keep to that. I can't tell myself that and keep to it. I feel like if Owen told me that, I'd be able to keep to it. Uh, but he doesn't. He just goes, yeah, buy all the books. Or buy more books. Does and he read so, as well? Is he a reader? No, he doesn't read. But I think the reason he lets me purchase as many books as I want is because he buys however many games he wants for the PlayStation. Uh, and I can't uh, have anything to say. I can't be like, well, why are you spending that money on that? Because he lets me spend equal amount of money on books. So That's clever, though, isn't it? it yeah, it works. But you, and, if it works, and it works because he'll then play games for a whole evening and I get to read my book for a whole evening. So it's kind of perfect, really. I feel like this is a mutual agreement. Mm, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's unspoken, but I feel like you both know what's going on here. Oh, <laughs> I love that. And he does feature sometimes on your feed, doesn't he? Every so often yeah. you guys have come on and done your roundups and your... Yeah, he, I've got my TBR jar and I've said to him that anytime I use it, he can, he can be the one that picks the book out for me. He kind of likes getting involved, so... <laughs> I, love that. I have a TBR jar. I have not touched it yeah I for a good couple of years I didn't touch my TBR jar and then I I redid it all the other day mm. and I've only picked one well Owen's only picked one book out of it so far and it was a very successful book actually so I probably should use it again um but I do I like I said I'm too much of a mood reader that if he picked something out that I didn't want to read I just don't think I'd read it so I kind of have to really be in the mood to just go pick me a book and I will read it right now and that yeah that's I'm the same if I'm like if I pick up a book and then I'm like I won't read it I'll just put it back and read something else for sure but uh thank you thank you very very much for taking some time out of your Sunday to come in a natter with me it's been a lot of fun so for anyone who's not following you you are Zuki the book bum where did that come from as well book bum I don't know I just like alliteration (laughs) (laughs) so I just thought that was kind of just a fun fun thing to call myself so there it you works go. it works so go over give you a follow uh, especially if you are even contemplating dipping your toe into horror or thrillers or the darker sides of reading mm-hmm. you're absolutely the girl to go and uh, to go and see about that and because of you I have actually picked up some darker novels and really enjoyed them so I do yeah. I do try I promise you <laughs> no no I love that I love uh sort of influence I hate the word influencing or influencer but like knowing that someone's picked up something a little bit out of people's comfort zones and then they actually enjoy it I'm all for that I love that's my favorite true crime story that was the one that you put up Mm -hmm. and you loved it and I was like I'm gonna buy this and I had I I'm always a bit skeptical of people's recommendations because I always feel like oh my god what if I hate it and it was chef's kiss it was so good so good that was actually much spookier than I thought it was going to be as well it got really dark at some points and you know what I recently was listening to a podcast about true crime and there was actually a story about this apartment building I don't want to give too much away but very similar vibes Mm -hmm. and I was like oh 
I wonder if this inspired this because I hadn't heard of it. But I think this actually only happened a year or so ago. So I'm not oh, sure okay. if this happened after the book was written. Ooh, that is weird. Creepy. Yeah. yeah, but I'm going to now have to check like my attics and <laughs> whenever I move somewhere in the future, I'm going to have to go and check for like joining attic spaces. Yeah, oh, That freaks me out for sure. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you so, so much. And uh, have a lovely Sunday. Thank you. You too. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.